Welcome to Leadership Talk podcast with Pastor Priji. This podcast is dedicated to helping you lead your family, your ministry, your business, your community the way that Jesus did and in reflection of his heart for the people you lead. This morning we have a special conversation for you that Pastor Priji had with Pastor Jade Lewis from Perth, Australia. She pastors Eternity Church and leads the name Yellow Ribbon Project. So stay alert and let's jump right into the conversation. Greetings in Jesus precious name. Welcome to this brand new morning and uh, welcome to Leadership Talk. Today I have a dear friend Jade who is tuned in all the way from Australia and we're going to have a conversation with her and we're going to get to know her, get to hear God's heart uh, from her heart and uh, we're going to learn from her. Welcome here Jade. Would you like to just take a moment to greet our audience? Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you so much for having me part of your leadership uh, talk today uh, from Perth, Western Australia, all the way to, to you all in, in India. We want to extend God's richest blessings. We're really praying for you all at this time where, you know, it's a wonderful opportunity where we can actually join together and pray. So we want you to know that um, our family, our church um, are really extending God's best um, to you today. Amen. Thank you so much, Jade. Uh, would you just uh, introduce your family to us uh, and talk a little bit about your church uh, out there in Australia? Yeah, I'd love to. So I'm married to uh, Tristan and we've been married for nearly 18 years and we have three amazing children. Uh, We have Annalie, she is 15. We have Elisa, she's 14 and Noah, he's nine. And uh, we are pastoring a church called Eternity Church. It's a a wonderful community-minded, outreach, uh, thriving, growing church in, in Perth, Western Australia. We have a real heart to pursue God passionately and wholeheartedly. We love to chase the Father. And as a result of that, he has put some great desires in our heart to serve our city both physically and spiritually, uh, where we do lots of outreaches. We do street evangelism. We do food distribution. uh, We have community eats where people come in and we feed them a homemade meal. This is all Mm. weekly. We um, do prison outreach. We uh, reach out to women who are working in brothels and um, and people who are homeless and so this is an expression of God's heart of what he's doing in our church and it's very much um, based on you know Jesus going out to reach those who are considered the least the last the unlovely the lonely and uh, we definitely carried that burden and and that key to our city. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I think I can uh, do a conversation on each of the things that God has been using uh, you and the church there for. And uh, would you just uh, give us a glimpse of uh, your personal journey? How did you have a revelation of God's love? How did you meet Jesus? What, what was that changing point in your life? Yeah, for me, it was, uh, 20 about well almost well 21 years ago almost to the day so it's about 21 years ago and a couple of weeks uh to the day um 
I went through a program called Teen Challenge and that's a, mm. uh, a youth drug and alcohol rehabilitation program. But what I didn't realise is that the program was a Christ-centred, faith-based, Holy Spirit-filled mm. program that I was about to enter. <laughs> and wow. I, I went there after, you know, really just um, falling into the drug scene and, um, you know, growing up for me, despite being a really good athlete and coming from, uh, you know, a typical middle-class Australian family, I was mm. lured into the drug scene at 15 uh, by going to, you know, a rave party where, you know, dance and lights. And, and I think it was here at 15 that the enemy really used this to draw me in. Mm. You know, um, the enemy is always laying up traps for us, even mm. pre-Christ and mm. post-Christ. The enemy is, you know, alive and active like anything other and he doesn't come with horns and a cape. He comes right. everything you thought you ever wanted and mm. he'll lay it up and make it look so attractive. And for me, it was the drugs and the party scene that I remember walking into this as a 15-year-old and being so fascinated by the glamour and the glitter. Mm. But as I went in there, um, I was about to experience the whole fake world and the mm. destructive world of the drug scene. Mm. And um, so this kind of, you know, drinking led to smoking, marijuana. Then I got into heavier drugs like speed mm. and cocaine. And eventually I ended up as a heroin addict by the time I was 18. Um, yeah. I had a boyfriend who was also a drug addict and so he would, you know, tell me everything that I thought I wanted to hear, but mm. I was looking for love in all the wrong places and mm. what he would tell me never lined up with how he treated me. So mm. he would beat me, he would hurt me. And so I just was, by the time I was 21, I was stealing, I was looking for my next drug hit, I was injecting all the time, breaking the law, hurting my parents and at 21 um my mum came out to find me so i was um just not really living anywhere that safely or securely and my mum was just at the end of herself and she was really concerned for me and she just said i i just need you to come home she had a real urgency in her heart mm -hmm. that she had to reach out beyond her you know, what she felt in her anger towards mm. what I was doing to compassion and mm. care and concern and said, we just want you to come home, you know. And so I went home, um, but we didn't know what to do. You know, mm. when you're in that spot where you know you have to change your life and you don't know what to do, it can really lead to a great sense of hopelessness. And the enemy wasn't just after me. He dragged mm. my whole family into it because my mum and dad became so desperate and felt so ho hopeless and helpless. My right. sister became so overwhelmed with the conflict in our home and mm. she became a silent sufferer because all the attention was on me and, and my mum trying to get me okay and my dad trying to get me okay that she was sitting over here going, well, what about me? And she was stressing out. She was getting worried and she was getting concerned and she became very vulnerable and um, it ended up, one of my friends gave her drugs and she became a heroin addict too. Mm. So the enemy had his hands over our whole family. And at 21, moving back to my parents' house, a few, a few months into staying there, um, you know, you keep hitting crossroads and you're going, I know I have to make a choice, but I just don't know what it is. Mm. And you know, in God's faithfulness and in his pursuit for us, mm. and that's what it is, it's his pursuit yeah. for us. So many people Truth. think that. We're pursuing we God. We found God, yeah. 
he was never lost. He yeah. found us, right, right. you know, and he was pursuing me all the time and he would send people across our path. You mm. know, God's always trying to get us, get our attention, Pastor, you know, and right. he usually does by repeating himself. And so mm. he would send people across my path, perfect Christian laborers that we mm. should always pray for and why mm. we as Christians should always be listening to the voice of the Father that says, go across the road and bless that person. Go across mm. the road and ask that person if they need some help. Go and talk mm. to that person. You know, seeing people through the eyes of God because three people came into my life who were mm. obedient to that whisper of the Holy Spirit that said, go and ask her if she's okay. So wow. at 18, it was my social worker mm. and she was such a beautiful lady. Mm. And while she couldn't witness to me at 18 because she uh, was in a secular job, this woman I was about to find out prayed me that wow. whole time. Wow. And then I met a girl in my workplace who was a uh, born-again, uh, spirit-filled Christian who would always come to my desk and ask me these questions. Are you on drugs? You know, I'm really worried about you and I want to tell you my testimony. And there's something powerful when we testify. Because right, you know when right. we testify, I wonder if you've ever heard it like this. When we testify, we prophesy. True. So when Amen. we share our testimony... We're prophesying life over that person. So she would tell me her story. And even though in my natural thinking, I think this girl's absolutely crazy because I didn't mm -hmm. understand what, what she was talking about when she said, I read the Bible, we sing songs to Jesus, we gather in homes. Something in my spirit actually received what she was saying and I couldn't Amazing. work it out. But every time the drug dealer's phone was off, Hmm. And I would be sitting in my room feeling really depressed. I would hear this girl's voice that said, Jade, God can do it for me. He can do it for you. Wow. There's something greater in your life than what you're doing. And yeah. she pushed past my shame and she pushed past my guilt and she hmm. pushed past, you know, my fear and she spoke the truth, capital T, truth. Wow. And that would bypass and just, you know, work through any darkness that was covering me. Then a guy I used to catch a bus with, he used mm. to always invite me to church. And even though I never went, his words of encouragement, his invitation showed me that the church would accept someone like me. Mm. So mm. when I ended up, I ended up getting arrested at 21 and I mm. ended up in court. And mm. when I stood in the courtroom, um, you know, whenever we're at the end of ourselves or whenever we're hurting as people, we mm. often, you know, in the, in, in the core of who we are, we often go, God, help me. You know, think right. about it when you hit your toe. You go, mm. oh, God, or, mm. or slam your finger in the door. Oh, God. Mm. And it's yeah. the same in our emotional and our mental state when we're hurting. There's something mm. deep within that will say, God, mm. help me. And when I was in the courtroom um, uh, and I was standing there uh, and they were reading out my case and reading out all the things that I'd done wrong, I remember deep within my heart, I said, God, help me. Mm. And I remembered it was almost like this, um, I remembered the social worker. I remembered the, the girl that I worked with. I right. remembered the guy on the bus. Mm. And I remember saying, God, if you can do it for them, will you do it for me? And wow. then I kind of came back into the courtroom, figuratively speaking, and I was um, 
actually speaking, sorry. And the the magistrate said to me, you know, what are you going to do about your problem? And I said, Mm. I just need to get out of Perth. I need to go and get some help. And I'd heard about this program called Teen Challenge. And I heard that they had a a great success rate. Mm. And I said, I'm going to go down to Teen Challenge. And the magistrate Mm. said, you can go there, but Mm. if we see you back up here in Perth, there's no more chances for you. Mm. And when I left that day, I just knew even before, you know, I'd accepted the Lord, I knew in my heart that actually I was making the right step. And I arrived down at Teen Challenge soon after my 22nd birthday. It was July 31st, 1999, arrived at the program. And I Mm. just remember, uh, you know, if you ask a lot of my friends that I was in the program with because, you know, we're still friends today. They said, oh, you, you just cried for three months mm-hmm. because I was so overwhelmed at, mm-hmm. at my mistakes and I couldn't mm-hmm. run to drugs anymore because that was our old response. Mm-hmm. But I remember coming to a place where I knew, you know, God, if you're real, I don't want to live off all these other people's experience. Mm-hmm. I want you to reveal yourself to me. Amazing. And that's the first step towards self, the miracle of salvation is when the Holy right. Spirit reveals the heart of the Father. Wow. And so I gave beautiful. my heart to Jesus and um, cried. I think I was overwhelmed at his love. I was became very aware of my spiritual condition, so I needed mm. to be discipled in that area to know that right. I was loved. And I, mm. I didn't have to walk around in my shame and my guilt and my fear anymore. But I got baptised in the Holy Spirit. I got baptised in water and Mm. that's it. (laughs) That was it. It was like I became this new person, you know, and that's the love of God. And um, even though I had so much just garbage to to walk through, God's always faithful to send people across our path to kind of reach in and pull out the gold Mm. and just dust off the dirt. Right, right. And and that was my journey of Teen Challenge. Wow, that that's so beautiful, Jade. I I I wish I could tell you how how much it as you were sharing this story, it felt like it's something that just happened yesterday because this is uh, something that God did, and when God does something, it is fresh all throughout our lives, and it is real, and it is uh, something that has the power to change other people's lives. I liked what you said that our testimony, it becomes a prophecy when, when we are bold about sharing that. And when we are unashamed about our failures and our struggles and how God came and, you know, manifested his strength and his power when we couldn't, that's, that's just so amazing. Uh, Jade, uh, you know, if I have to see your life today, and see how God is using you and your family today uh, and compare that with uh, the jade that was 21 years back. I'm sure this is, this, this is the hand of God. This is because of the Holy Spirit's work in your life. Um, now, if I have to ask you, what, what would be your definition of leader? Uh, what uh, does it take to become a leader? Because everybody you know, at some point or the other, they crave to want to be in that place of influence or they want to be in that place where people see them and they are, they are making some bit of change in other people's lives. And if I have to ask you, what is, how, how do you, from your personal experience of 
seeing how God molded you over this last 21 and even earlier than that um, years. Uh, how, how do you see the concept of leadership and, and how do you see God trained you to become a leader? Leadership, it's an interesting one because you're right. A lot of people want their title. They don't understand the process. Right, and, um, right. Leadership, it's not about promotion or mm. platform because mm. leadership exposes you, it doesn't promote you. And wow. so, with leadership, you know, uh, we you know, we know the um, biblical definition, we know the dictionary definition, it's motivating and innovating and pioneering and all those really cool words. Mm. But this is how I like to think about leadership is how well you lead yourself. Amazing. Because yeah. every day, so leadership and discipleship is all about reproduction. Mm. You know, so we're reproducing something in ourselves. Now, mm. God permits promotion. So kingdom promotion is very different than worldly promotion. Right. Kingdom promotion isn't about, you know, our skill set or charisma or, mm. you know, uh, seeing who you can get around and position around. The Bible says that the promotion comes from neither east nor west. It comes yeah. from the Lord. And yeah. the Lord actually looks at your heart to say, mm. am I going to permit this promotion? Am I going to let you step through these leadership levels based right. on your heart, based on how well you're sanctifying yourself, based on how well you're leading yourself, based on what your devotional life. And it's not by works. Mm. It's by his grace. But you think about David in the when he was tending the sheep and he was mm. fighting off the bears and cubs. He was faithful in that. He was faithful in the small. Mm. You know, he worshipped in the wilderness. He didn't give up. And, you know, so I think when we think about leadership, I think if we think about, you know, uh, walking one kilometres, we don't do it in one big step. We do mm. it one yeah. step at a time. So right. I like to think leadership as faithfulness test you know are you faithful with what's in your hand right now mm. yeah because when you are then god will give you what's in your heart wow but wow. then be careful what you ask for because when you get into that position of leadership the pressure mm. is there mm. i mean you think about um elijah you know every elijah had a jezebel mm. every yeah. david had a spear throwing soul so wow. not only are you ready to lead people, are you ready to take the spiritual warfare that right. comes? Right. Are you able to work with difficult people that might be carrying that stuff? Are you right. self-controlled? Do you have the fruits of the spirit? Is mm. your life worthy of reproducing? Wow. So if, because otherwise what happens is people who have the wrong sense of leadership can reproduce the broken part of themselves as well yeah. and create a nightmare. True. Very true. And so I like to think of leadership is how well we lead ourselves. Hmm. And the thing is, is when we become so devoted and passionately and wholeheartedly pursuing God, we're in the throne room, we're in devotions, we're devouring the word, we're putting God first, we're putting him last. He's the Alpha hmm. and the Omega. We're sold out for him, not just in front of people, but in your pri private time, in your quiet time. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes right. even going into your room and turning off all music and worship and praying right. in your heavenly language so that you've got nothing stimulating your mind and your emotions. It's right. you and God. Alone, yeah. 
And, 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 and through that, then you start to walk with God and he starts to trust you because he knows you're listening, you're obedient, you know his voice, you're not going to damage his sheep, you're going mm. to be um, responsible, um, he's going to give you strategies, it's not going to go to your head because he wants mm. to deal with humility in, in leadership mm. too, right? And right. that you're always got this glory cycle going that you thank God before and you thank God after. Amen. Amen. That's, so that's, that's a bit of a, beautiful. you know, I think you can have a typical one. We lead a lot of people and people like the title leader, but there's, you know, we're doing in our discipleship course that we're doing, we talk about mm. the gates of transformation and there's eight. Before you actually move through to visionary, which is the final destination of leadership, mm. there's a gate. Yeah. And it could be a gate of responsibility, gate of faithfulness, gate of submission. And people run around this mountain because they're not, um, you know, God's testing them. Are you ready? Are you ready? Right. No, you're not ready. Mm. <laughs> so then don't get frustrated that us you mm. know, or, or you or anyone else. This is between you and God. Yeah. And yeah. as water, as, as the face, as the water reflects the face, so our heart is yeah. our countenance. Wow, that's 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 so powerful, Jade. I I like what you shared, especially the fact that when we look at leadership, we think it's about leading so many people. We hardly think about it as leading ourselves, being able to um, control our own uh, emotions, being uh, filled with the Spirit, being in that place of submission before God, and and being accountable to the people around us and. Um, and, you know, today God has used you uh, and God is using you to lead so many people. But have you ever envisioned yourself as a place where you would be able to influence people in such a way? Uh, did you feel that you had a natural gifting or a natural ability to lead people? Or do you think that that's something that uh, the Holy Spirit enabled you to have after your encounter with God? Look, I think I've always, you know, you can have born leaders and you can have developed leaders, but I think right. it was always, I know when in my sport, you mm. know, from the age of seven or eight, I can remember rearranging mm. our athletic team, rearranging mm. the sport, teaching the kids on my team how to run properly, you know, do it right. like this. Um, mm. pace. So I think I've always had it in me mm. and mm. then, God has developed it along the way and put it into a Christian right. God-honoring context. Um, and, you know, and that's been a work to shift the, um, you know, because it's not a worldly concept of leadership. Right. It's a concept of leadership. So, you know, so, but I think I've always had that drive. I've always been really um, an A-type personality, um, very focused on uh, finding like I always like a challenge and I don't know, like my husband always says, you always look for a challenge. <laughs> if everything's calm, you're looking for a challenge. challenge. So, even, like this is legit. Like, you know, we did 13 years prison ministry. The girls okay. that came into my class, I can look at the girl that's struggling the most and I can mm. see her stuff. Mm. Like I can see it. Like, I'm, like, I'm going to get you there, you know, mm. by the grace of God. I just believe that you and get right next to them and actually come down to their level and bring mm. them up to where you're at. 
you know. Mm. And mm. Um, so I, I, I'm a real glass half full kind of person and believe mm. that anyone can be mm. a champion if mm. they'll just believe it. You know, if they can get their, their mental mindset right yeah. and, uh, and lean on God and let him become greater, I think anybody can do it. But anybody it's certainly always... Certainly, always been there. Always been a bit bossy. Amen, amen. Uh, Jade, you know, uh, some of us can be uh, th- that's that's great, but some of us could be like Moses uh, when God is calling you to speak. Uh, you'd feel like, oh no, wait, I have a, a stuttering problem, or I am not good at this, or I am not good with people, or I am not good at uh, handling finances, or uh, I have my own struggles. Everybody. Uh, you know, has something or the other that they look down upon, they, they look down on themselves for. Uh, and sometimes, you know, one can feel unprepared or not uh, qualified enough uh, to do what God has called them to do and to serve in the capacity that God has called them to be. Now, sometimes that is also a sign that, okay, well, you're not relying on yourself. You are able to rely on God and on his strength. Uh, but how do you overcome that feeling? Sometimes that feeling can eat you up and cause insecurity and, and cause a lot of uh, personal battles with yourself, which can stop you from uh, fulfilling the call of God over your life. So uh, how, how do you, uh, you know, uh, in your own personal walk with God and in, your, in the journey over the last 21 years, how have you uh, overcome uh, some of the battles of uh, feeling not qualified or not up to the mark or not prepared to do what God has called you to do? Yeah. So I think there's a few ways that we can we can look at this is that we have to, or if we understand that it's God who permits the promotion, then we have mm. to trust that he's going mm. to anoint us for our appointment. So mm. that has to be our anchor. God, mm. if you have brought me because the thing is, if you get yourself there or if man has opened a door for you, that's a really vulnerable position to be in yeah, because you're yeah. operating by the anointing. So it's mm. always staying in lane. It's always going where God's asked you to go. And if it's mm. in deep waters, then don't try and stand in deep waters because when you do, that's when you drown. That, mm. So what you've got to do is swim, you know, uh, Ezekiel 47, you know, the role um, – that the Holy Spirit would play in the life of a Christian. That's the vision right. that Ezekiel And it was ankle deep and knee deep and waist deep and in over your head. We, ha- we have to stay in over our head and cooperate with the Holy right. Spirit, which means we can't be operating in a soulish realm, which is right. our mind, will, and our emotions, which is I'm a worm, I can't do this. Because it comes mm. and it comes. If it's, a, if it's a weak part of, of, of who you are, which is your identity in Christ and runaway thoughts and all of that, the enemy will target that every time mm. before a promotion because he knows our weaknesses and he'll, mm. he'll get, and, and that has been a weakness, but that's leadership as well. So it's kind of going, right, if, mm. God, anoints, if God appoints me, he anoints me. If I'm yeah. in deep water, great, because the enemy can't swim, but I mm. can and I can swim. Holy Spirit, and I'll just cooperate and trust. And um, if the battle is raging and, you know, things are flying at you and spiritual darts and all of that, then Mm. stand. When you've done all else, you stand. That's leadership. You don't cave. You look at the enemy in the eye and says, you're defeated. You break Mm. communion. Keep going. 
And then if the internal dialogue is, but I can't do this, I can't, then it's finding the scriptures that will line, will, um, so we want to eliminate the lies by replacing it with the truth. So it's looking at, you know, changing our thought process around that because, mm. you know, Pastor, we are being formed all day, mm. every day. We're either being mm. conformed to the patterns right. of the world or right. transformed by the renewing of our mind. So if right. you've still got life in there, then the question is, are you conforming? And if or, so, or are you transforming? Transform. Hmm. You know, because every minute of every day, we're forming, hmm. either conforming or transforming, which hmm. means we need to be sanctified. We need to turn things off that will feed the fear. You know, because what we often find is that we fight fears all day and then hmm. we feed at night by watching the news. Yeah, or watching yeah you know, something else or reading a medical report that's, you right. know, or to Dr. Google. You True. know, people fight addiction all day and mm. come home and they've got alcohol in their cupboard at night. They're feeding their enemy. Right. So right. people might struggle with lust in the day and, and they fight it all day and they get home and they watch dodgy stuff on the internet at night. Right. They're feeding right. their enemy. Right. At this point, it's going right. If we're going to go into leadership, if we're raising an army, then we're going to sanctify, which means mm. we're going to do a clean out of our home. We're going to turn yeah. things off, which my vulnerable places. Mm. So my vulnerability is fear. So, mm. you know, the enemy knows all the time, you know, how yeah. to get me because I think people are breaking into my house in mm. the middle of the night and fear. And I'm just, mm. you know, and then I just have to turn worship on because mm. where the spirit dwells hmm. the enemy can't because they can't cohabitate right so keep right. going because then the enemy can't get in right right so then work out well if it is um inferiority or something like that then work out where are you giving it that entry point into your life and shut the door yeah yeah because whatever you feed will grow whatever you starve will die so if you feed fear it's going to grow if you That's feed insecurity it will it will grow but if we starve it it will mm. die eventually wow amen that's 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 really powerful uh, l- let me just uh, ask you one more question before uh, we begin to conclude uh, w- how important is it for a leader um, who has a great influence let it be in a church or in a business or uh, out there in the world um, how can a leader, how important is it for a leader to have um, a mentor over his life or somebody who can give him, you know, valuable uh, criticism or feedback uh, based on, you know, what he's doing and how he's serving? Uh, uh, just a third person perspective of what, you know, uh, his life looks like. How important is it uh, for a leader to have a voice like that over his life? Look, we always like to say, you know, if you are leading, then you need to be led, okay? Right. So that you never become a law unto yourself. Or, because yeah. all of us have blind spots, don't we? Right. Like yeah. we all have strengths, we all have weaknesses. And so we need someone that we trust with our heart to speak mm. into our life. We like to use this, um, you know, this kind of rule of thumb, which is you don't receive criticism from someone you wouldn't go to for advice. Mm-hmm. So you right. don't take criticism from someone who you wouldn't go to for advice, which mm-hmm. means this. 
people are going to have opinions all the time, especially the mm. higher you go and the further you go in leadership. People like mm. to think that the leader can handle it. Yeah. Um, they're not going to like vision. They're going to project their mum and their dad issues on you because your spiritual mum and dad. It's got nothing mm. to do with you. It's got to do with their relationship with their mm. earthly parents. That they, pre- you know, so you're going to pop it. You know, it's like yeah. shouldering, weathering yeah. this storm. So when you've got someone that's kind of ahead of you uh, mm. in life, in experience, you've mm. got two things. You've got someone that you can be vulnerable to and go, you know mm. what, this actually happened. It's actually hurting me. It's wounding me. Mm. And I just need you to pray for me. I need some. I need a friend at the moment, okay, because mm. you're going to need that and you're going to need yeah. someone to cry with, laugh with, um, f- fail in front of, all of okay. that. That's your bigger people. That's not your people that you're leading okay you've got to separate because otherwise they will get very insecure around you yeah so you, those people are probably if people have five they're blessed hmm. yeah if you're blessed so yes. they're, they're the circle they're the ones that you really trust with your heart and that's proven through time it's proven through their lifestyle the fruits of the spirit on their life etc because that will then fall on you like the mantle with elijah and elisha you know you want that dripping on you true so i think it's very important that you've got that uh, someone that you can speak with um, mm-hmm. and someone that mm. can actually come to you and go that's not okay you know mm. what i saw then that's a, B, and C, and I pray for you, and this is what the Lord, and and they're the people that you take the criticism from, and mm. knowing that it's done in love. Yeah, yeah. you know, and um, but I think if you are going to lead, you need to to be led. Be led. Absolutely, because otherwise, but pride comes in, uh, independence, you know, mm. um, all, all that kind of stuff, and it makes no accountability. And we've seen tragedies, you know, because mm. people haven't to become accountable you know mm. they fall into sin they have moral issues their family fall apart you know they get mm. mental health so never ever think that you're above being led because right. if so i think that's the first red flag that you're not ready for leadership that's true that's true wow this this was a very informative and edifying conversation jade thank you so much for uh, doing this, uh, would you mind uh, talking about uh, the Yellow Ribbon Project? Uh, what what does it do primarily? Sure, we, um, my husband and I, actually have three ministries. Uh, we're mm-hmm. the senior pastors at Eternity Church, which we've already yeah. spoken about. We also have uh, an outreach into the female prisons called the Yellow Ribbon Project, which has been going okay. for thirteen years, and okay. that reaches out to women in prison. And we Amazing. also have a mentoring program um to help you know women who have been incarcerated uh, you know find their second chance in life Mm. and so we do that and we also have a high school drug prevention program where we travel Mm. around to the schools and Mm -hmm. you know we give motivational talks to to the students wow wow that's amazing and and jade you've written two books if i'm not wrong Uh, one is your life story and the other one is under your influence right and that's a parenting. So anyone working. So, uh, so my first one is Golden Haze, and that's my yes. story. So we've had uh, 
I think 50,000 copies of those printed and distributed. Um, we also have Under Your Influence, which is uh, parenting teenagers or leading teenagers into a drug and alcohol problem-free life. So just unpacking some of the ways that we can do that um, because the truth is we can still influence this generation. And I guess that's a whole nother seminar we do on knowing mm. how to, again, lead and mm. influence. I, I will say this. One of the things that you said um, about uh, leadership, defining it, the other thing as well is people don't care or your kids don't care or anyone you're trying to lead don't care what you know until mm. they know that you care. Yeah, true. Okay, so if you've got relationship with your, because it's not a title, you know, mm. if, you're, if you're given a title, you know, and it's leader, you might be a boss, but you're not a leader. Mm. So right, a leader will right. influence through relationship, through um, the way they live their life, you know, how they can instigate change, influence a group. And um, so people want to know that you care. And that's through yeah. actions, that's through deed, that's through, you know, um, sometimes wearing your heart on your sleeve right. and letting know that you're there for them, you know, that you're real with them. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's this is inspiring. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, can can I just uh, throw some random questions at you? Uh, what would be your one fond family moment that you look forward to uh, every week oh, or every day? You know, we this is to be honest. It's actually when we're all at home, we're all together, and we're just watching a movie. That, that's uh, my favorite. So it's nothing. Because we live quite a fast-paced life where right. we're in and out, here and there and we're travelling mm. and this and that. But it's actually coming together. My husband's, uh, in, um, my in-laws, my husband's parents have quite a big property on the beach down south. Mm. So mm. when we get away there as a family, that's my favourite time because we're together watching movies, we're around a campfire, you know, we're in, you know, tracksuit pants, we're just relaxed. Amazing. You know, there's Amazing. Yeah, that's my favorite time with my family. Amazing. So who, who would be a role model if I may ask that? Oh, I don't necessarily have one. I think I have a few depending on okay. what area. I, I love okay. Joyce Meyer, you know, because she talks really well into the, you know, the heart and the mind and yeah. all of that. I think, you know, she's amazing. Um, mm. I really love John C. Maxwell. He's a Amazing. great leadership coach um so i listen to quite a bit of him love um phil pringle and jürgen matisius i think they're fantastic mm. um and actually i like um and then the head of team challenge the, the 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 man that actually birthed that over in western australia he would be my husband and my spiritual uh, mentor you know and mm. we look at him and really really respect and honor him so um yeah but yeah i think uh that's amazing you know, depending on what i need i just you know will dip in and out of my you know tanks that i draw from that's amazing would you recommend a book that you're reading currently or that you've been blessed by in the recent past uh to our okay. listeners yeah so I, i've read quite a few books um the one that we're, so we do a discipleship and a leadership academy and the two that we are doing in there at the moment, first one is called Finding Father 
and mm-hmm. um, it's a devotional and it's beautiful. It really teaches you about, you know, uh, sitting in, in the presence of God and letting um, him speak to your heart and all of that. So that's quite um, soothing and it's quite deep. Mm. And then the other one is um, You the Leader by, by wow. Pastor Phil Pringle. Brilliant. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so we're reading that as an academy, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing them. We'll leave the names in the podcast notes for anybody that would like to check them out. And, uh, you know, would you just take a moment to just pray and bless the ones that are tuned in? And and if anything else that the Lord has put on your heart for this uh, time, if you want to just release that word uh, before we finish. Yes, I'd love to. Yeah. We also have, um, I also have an Instagram page, which is Jade Lewis. Um, nothing more, nothing less, just Jade Lewis. And um, you can follow what we're doing on there as well. And if there's anything we can do, we can pray for you or um, support you, yeah, you know, as the Lord leads. So, yeah, why don't we pray? Father, I just thank you so much for this time together. Lord, I thank you that it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. So, Holy yes. Spirit, I sense you right now and I've sensed you during the whole interview with Pastor Preji here. I just want to ask, Holy Spirit, that you would move through the screens and just um, minister and bless everyone who is listening right now, that they would experience your peace, that they would experience your love, and they would experience, Father, a new sense, Father, mm. of your heart towards them lord i just pray um, that as we go forward lord i just continue to pray uh, for open doors here i pray um i just really feel like this is a divine appointment like a divine connection and i feel like the lord is going to do something really um significant through our friendship Yes, so Father, I just want to commit that to you. I don't know what is uh, in the future, but Lord, I just pray that as you move on our hearts, Lord God, Mm -hmm. that we would truly see your kingdom come in India and your kingdom come in Australia and your will to be done. Lord, Mm -hmm. and um, it's not by um, our will or our agenda. We lay all that down and we say, God, have your way. So just Mm -hmm. ask for a blessing to be upon Pastor and his family. Lord, I just pray for every seed that he is sowing into the kingdom. I pray that it would be fruitful and multiply. Lord, I pray every desire on his heart, Father, that you would answer it. Even the desire that he thinks nobody knows about, Lord, Mm -hmm. you do. And I pray that you would grant him that desire at the right time, Lord, and that you would open up the right door here. So, Father, yes. I pray for protection. I pray for provision. And I pray for continued blessing um, upon this ministry. In Jesus' yes. name, amen. 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 Wow, that was great. And I hope that you receive some precious pearls of wisdom from the conversation. We always love hearing from you and knowing your questions and challenges in the area of leadership. Feel free to reach out to us at pastorpriji.com and we will try our best to be of help. So until next time, thank you and God bless you.